are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 to 20 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about what went down yesterday with the non-tender deadline. The Giants were among the most active teams. They came to terms with six players who were arbitration eligible. They tendered contracts to two others, and they non-tendered five. So we'll talk all about the details next. But first, a little bit about me. I've been a contributor for the baseball analysis sites Beyond the Box Score and Fangraphs as a Rotographs contributor. I started a Giants podcast called Covecast in 2015 and then began hosting this show prior to the 2019 season. So what went down yesterday? Well, it wasn't quite the bloodbath that some anticipated throughout baseball with non-tenders, but several notable names did get released into free agency. David Dahl from the Rockies, Archie Bradley, Kyle Schwarber, Eddie Rosario, and Nomar Mazzara among the interesting names non-tendered. But with the Giants, we talked all about how they had 10 arbitration-eligible players, and that was where their decisions needed to be made. However, the fact is they have to make decisions about every single player on their 40-man roster. And it's unusual, especially for the Giants, I don't recall them doing this, they probably have, but I don't recall, where they non-tender players who were not arbitration-eligible. So we'll get into those details eventually, but first, just to summarize what happened, the Giants non-tendered Tyler Anderson, Daniel Robertson, Melvin Adone, Chadwick Tromp, and Rico Garcia. So Anderson and and Robertson were arbitration eligible and certainly were candidates we talked about as possibilities to be non-tendered. Adone, Tromp, and Garcia were not arbitration eligible, so those were the mild surprises, not necessarily moves we saw coming but it was for a reason that we'll talk about in a minute. Meanwhile, Alex Dickerson, Harleen Garcia, Trevor Gott, Wandy Peralta, Darren Ruff, and Austin Slater all agreed to what is known as pre-tender deals, which is essentially avoiding arbitration and settling on a contract for the 2021 season. So the only remaining players that were arbitration eligible that we haven't mentioned yet were Donovan Solano and Reyes Maranta, and the Giants tendered contracts to both, but they did not yet agree to terms with them. So it's a lot of information, and we'll just have to go through group by group and explain what the details are. I think we'll start with the pre-tender deals and look at what are those 2021 salaries. So the Giants agreed to a one-year deal with Alex Dickerson for $2.1 million. MLB Trade Rumors had projected Dickerson to earn between $1.8 and $3.3 million. So $2.1 comes in at a pretty, as a pretty good bargain, in my opinion. 
Dickerson's 2020 salary was $925,000. The way this works, these are not market value deals. Arbitration artificially suppresses player salaries below market value. So for the Giants to retain Dickerson for $2.1 million, plus he has another year of arbitration eligibility next year, it's just a really good bargain considering the production he's been able to provide. The next most lucrative deal they reached was with Darren Ruff, who agreed to a one-year deal for $1.275 million. Ruff, for me, was a borderline case, but I'm glad he was back. He was a really good veteran presence on this team, and, and the production was totally there. He was a lefty killer, absolutely lived up to that reputation, and he signs for $1.275 million. Worth noting with Dickerson's contract that it is a guaranteed deal, but I have not heard that reported with any of these other deals. So what that means is that by a certain date in spring training, the Giants can actually cut ties with the players who have non-guaranteed deals, and they only have to pay them 30 days worth of their salary for the season. So it's still possible that they might eventually cut ties with a player like Ruff if they don't see the fit come spring training 2021 and they would only have to pay him a fraction about a sixth i guess of the 1.275 million dollar salary ruff is arbitration eligible for two additional seasons after 2021 next is austin slater who agreed to a one-year deal for 1.15 million slater is a super two meaning he's getting four years of arbitration eligibility based on service time so $1.15 million is a nice salary for him in year one of four in which he's eligible for arbitration. MLB Trade Rumors projected him to earn between $1.1 and $1.7 million. So again, it's, it's a nice bargain for the Giants relative to the projections. Ruff, by the way, was projected to earn between $1.4 and $1.9 million. And again, he came in at $1.275. So coming up next, we'll talk about the one-year deals for the relievers. Harleen Garcia, Wandy Peralta, and Trevor Gott. We'll talk about what's going on with Solano and Maranta, who were tendered contracts but not yet signed. And then we'll talk more about the non-tenders. All right, as promised, we're going to run through the remaining one-year deals the Giants reached with three more arbitration-eligible players last night. We'll talk about what's going on with Solano and Maranta, who were tendered contracts but not yet signed, and then we'll talk about the Giants' five non-tenders. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked on MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. From team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game, Locked On MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. So the Giants came to agreements with three relievers who were arbitration eligible on one-year deals the most lucrative being Harleen Garcia, who signed for $950,000 to avoid arbitration. MLB Trade Rumors had projected him to earn between $900,000 and $1.3 million. Garcia was really good for the Giants this year. Lefty reliever, 
has two more years of arbitration eligibility after 2021. It's good to get him locked up. He was a solid piece of the bullpen this season. Next is Wandy Peralta, who agreed to a $925,000 one-year contract to avoid arbitration. MLB Trade Rumors projected him to earn between $1 and $1.2 million. Peralta was really solid down the stretch for the Giants, like barely allowed any runs over the last month of the season, got better as the year went on, comes at a cheap price, and has two more years of club control, just like Harleen Garcia. And finally, Trevor Gott and the Giants agreed to a $700,000 one-year deal to avoid arbitration. MLB Trade Rumors projected him to earn between $700,000 and $1 million. So all of these deals coming in on the low end of that range. Some people are surprised by Gott. I'm not. And the reason is $700,000 is barely over the league minimum salary. And we know he has upside. He showed it in 2019. I know the ERA wasn't great, but just strictly watching him pitch, he was dominant at times, and the peripherals were, were really good meaning he had good strikeout numbers, good home run, home runs allowed numbers, good walk numbers. And the stuff is good. And I mean, this year was just a total blow up, but at $700,000, it's like a no risk move. And he has three years of club control counting 2021. So they're going to hope to fix him. If it doesn't work out, it, it would be no problem to set him loose. It's not like it's costing them a lot of money. So moving on, we're going to talk about the remaining two arbitration-eligible players who were tendered contracts but did not agree yet to terms for the 2021 season. So the Giants tendered contracts to Donovan Solano and Reyes Maranta, but they didn't settle on a salary yet. Solano is projected by MLB trade rumors to earn between $2.2 and $3.8 million, and Maranta is projected to earn $800,000. That's the range. So that's a big range for Solano, 2.2 to 3.8. The difference between the low end and the high end is almost double the low end. And so what this essentially means is that the team and the player weren't able to agree to a number that worked for both sides. So what happens next with Solano and Maranta is that they can continue to negotiate a one-year deal or a multi-year deal and they have until January 15th to submit salary figures for the 2021 season. What would happen is the team submits a figure, the player submits a figure, and they can continue to negotiate. But eventually, within a couple weeks or so, there's an arbitration hearing. And if they haven't agreed to salaries by that point in time, they literally go before an arbitration panel argue their side, and then the panel decides one of the, which one of those two figures will be the player's 2021 salary. So that's a process you don't really want to go through because essentially the team goes in there and talks about why you're not worth that much money. So it's a really bizarre set of incentives where you're disparaging your own player, and it often leads to hurt feelings. So that's why so many teams and players avoid arbitration which is what the Giants did with all these players that they signed to these one-year deals. So it's still likely, in my opinion, that they'll eventually reach an agreement with Solano and Maranta without having to go actually to arbitration. But important to remember that just because they didn't reach deals yet 
doesn't mean they won't be back. They will be back. They're coming back. It's just that we don't know yet what they'll be paid for 2021. So finally getting to the non-tenders. We do call it the non-tender deadline after all. The two players who were arbitration eligible who were non-tendered were Tyler Anderson and Daniel Robertson. So I've been saying all offseason that I didn't really think Tyler Anderson was as obvious of a non-tender candidate as many painted him, him out to be. But in the end, he does get non-tendered. And in the end, it's not really that surprising. The Giants' rotation depth chart right now looks like Kevin Gosman, Johnny Cueto, Logan Webb, Tyler Beatty, who won't even be healthy to start the season coming back from Tommy John, Andy Suarez, and Sean Anderson. So not a great depth chart. And let's keep in mind, too, Johnny Cueto had a 540 ERA this year, which I believe was the worst among qualified National League starters. So it's a rotation depth chart that leaves a lot to be desired. But luckily for the Giants, there is a really good starting pitcher free agent market. I shouldn't say really good, but really deep with pitchers who have a lot of pedigree coming off down seasons for whatever reason. And these are exactly the type of pitchers that the Giants have targeted recently, but even more upside potentially, even more options, I should say. So they can kind of choose exactly who they think is the right candidate. There's lots of different types of arms. There's like high strikeout upside arms. There's solid innings eater types. So I think it should be relatively easy for the Giants to fill out their starting rotation, especially because pitchers are going to find San Francisco to be an attractive destination. So the non-tender of Anderson makes sense because of that market and because if they're going to give young guys opportunities, like they want to let Logan Webb continue to make some starts, they definitely want to see what they have in Tyler Beatty coming back from the Tommy John. So if you plug in Tyler Anderson, suddenly you don't have as much room to fill out your rotation with more upside than what Tyler Anderson represents. So ultimately, it makes sense. It's not a shocking move. It's only surprising in the sense that their starting pitching depth is not so good right now. But it, what it means is that they're going to be shopping for starting pitching. So the non-tender of Anderson should be a strong indication that the Giants are going to be very active in bringing in starting pitchers this winter. So Robertson, we talked about him as the most obvious non-tender candidate who was arbitration eligible, and he gets non-tendered, not a big surprise. I'm sure they'd like him back, but he wasn't the greatest fit for their major league roster, and he's now a free agent. Finally, Adone, Tromp, and Rico Garcia were surprising because they weren't arbitration eligible, but the reason the Giants non-tendered them is because it's the only way they can get these players off of the 40-man roster without exposing them to waivers. And so Henry Shulman actually reports that all three players have verbal agreements to re-sign on minor league deals. So essentially what the Giants were doing here was clearing these players off the 40-man roster because it was full. And if they want to bring in more players this winter, which of course they do, they would have to remove players from the 40-man. And if they do it at a later date, they would have to expose those players to waivers and they could be taken away by another team. Now, they could be signed by another team technically now, but apparently they have verbal agreements to return. Adone is a big name and was 
you know, a pretty good prospect for the Giants, but he sustained an arm injury just a few days ago in the Dominican Winter League. So not very surprising that they remove him from the 40-man roster. Anyway, that's all the time we have for today. We're going to continue this conversation tomorrow and talk about the new landscape for the offseason. Talk about some of the non-tenders from other teams that are fits for the Giants. So be sure to come back for that. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review in the Apple Podcast Store. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. And until then, we'll see you next time.